Thank you for subscribing and listening to the CERT News Podcast. This episode of the podcast goes with the January issue of the CERT News. That is located at www.unf.edu slash CERT slash newsletters. This is Deb Miller, Assistant Vice President for Digital Learning. This issue of CERT News is focused on open resources and the power of the R's, with articles about using H5P to create interactive content for digital platforms, as well as using other open educational resources in place of traditional textbooks. As you'll see, there are many exciting things happening around OE at UNF. UNF's OER initiative crossed the million dollar mark last fall, And we have a team participating in the American Association of College and Universities Institute on OER. The work of that group is expected to expand and improve UNF's current initiative by refining faculty supports, engaging a broader population in the discussion, and developing an assessment plan to measure and monitor the impact of OE beyond dollars. We hope to share more information during OE week, March 7th to 11th, so stay tuned. I also want to encourage UNF faculty who have published peer-reviewed work relevant to online learning to submit that work to the Florida Distance Learning Research Repository. Please see the online version of this newsletter for more information. Digital Thinking adding interactive, open education content elements in Canvas and WordPress by Andy Rush. We are all looking for ways to make learning more engaging, and with recent COVID-19 restrictions, we try to make online instruction appealing as well. The more we can get learners to actively absorb information, the more we can expect them to retain information at a deeper level. Interactivity is not new to the online platforms that we use in higher education. Canvas has discussion forums, quizzes, and embedded content such as YouTube videos to complement readings and lectures, both in person and online. CERT's web publishing platform, UNF Faculty Domains, uses WordPress to enable faculty to publish not just static text and images, but also embedded content from Animoto to Spotify to YouTube. However, There is only so far that you can go to create interactive content without being a programmer or coder, and there are usually licensing issues for using some content in the LMS or other web publishing platforms. Enter H5P, which stands for HTML5 Package. That's a technical way to describe content that can be used as part of a published page on the web, be it Canvas, WordPress, or many other publishing venues out there. Functionally, It is bits of HTML code, the code that makes the web work, that can do wondrous and interactive things. The best part about H5P is that it can be reused over and over. Once someone creates an H5P piece of content, you can insert or embed it on Canvas or WordPress pages. And because HTML5 is a standard, the same code can be used in lots of places. The basic idea is that H5P enables the creation of interactive content like interactive videos, presentations, games, quizzes, and more. You can visit the H5P site at h5p.org to learn more about the types of contents that you can create. Examples and tutorials are provided to see what's possible. You can create anything from a simple true-false question to a much more complex interactive video or presentation. 
We have an example of H5P content in the newsletter, as well as what the interface looks like to create it. So what do folks need to create and publish their own H5P content? First, you need access to an H5P content repository, a place where you can create and store content. At this point at UNF, that means a WordPress website. It can either be your own personal site on UNF faculty domains or a site that you have access to with another account. CERT can provide information on how to get started with this. Once you have this access, you are minutes away from creating your first content. There is also a standalone application that you can download to create H5P content and play with on your own computer called Lumi, available at lumi.education. Going forward, there should be more places where this content can be created and stored. Second, you need a destination for your H5P content. You're going to add this content to web pages you have access to. Again, it can be a page in a Canvas course or a page on a WordPress site. This is where you will insert or embed the code from the content you created. We have more about embedding content at our resource website, which may be helpful, at h5p.domains.unf.edu. If you are interested in incorporating H5P content or in learning more about Open Education Resources, OER, please contact CERT at certlab at unf.edu. My name is Rob Rose. I am an instructional designer with the CERT team here at UNF, and this is OER as an Act of Social Justice. It is common among those in higher education to hold the belief that education is a key, if not the key, to eliminate economic disparities. The quote from the 19th century education reformer, Horace Mann, is frequently quoted to this end. Education is a great equalizer of the conditions of men, the balance wheel of the social machinery. While politicians may debate the most effective policies to reach this goal, they can usually agree that access to high-quality education can be an effective force to raise people out of poverty and to reduce income inequality. Authors like Carnival, Schmidt, and Stroll, however, suggest that rather than being an equalizer— Education often instead becomes a means by which class privileges are perpetuated in our society. By erecting barriers and establishing practices that favor the affluent, universities can maintain these disparities rather than remedy them. In this way, the rising cost of textbooks can create an additional barrier that prevents education from being within reach for lower-income students. A 2018 study by the Florida Virtual Campus suggests that the high cost of textbooks impacts students' learning in real and palpable ways. Nearly two-thirds of students reported not purchasing a required textbook due to the cost. Close to one-fourth have dropped a course over textbook costs, and almost one-fifth have failed a course for this same reason. Unless the educational opportunities we provide are equally accessible to all students, we are not realizing the vision of Horace Mann. Either we are in the business of constructing barriers to educational and economic justice, or we are in the business of tearing them down. In addition to this function as social equalizer, OER can also contribute to more equitable education by providing access to diverse views and voices. An all-too-common approach within higher education 
is that courses will rely heavily or exclusively on a single textbook to supply the content of course learning materials. One problem with this approach is that it limits students to a single perspective. Students might finish a course with a firm grasp on one perspective within their field without having encountered alternative views. This is where OER can play a role in helping instructors to weave a tapestry of voices into their instructional content, creating a more culturally responsive and inclusive curriculum. In the same way that an artist might cut pictures from magazines to make a collage, instructors and instructional designers can piece together open resources from a variety of sources to create a learning experience that is greater and more meaningful than the sum of its parts. The Portland State Library suggests that instructors should reflect on their own practice by regularly considering how their course learning materials acknowledge diverse perspectives and seek to engage diverse and underrepresented populations. If this reflection moves you, consider visiting the CERT website to submit an application for the Spring OER Initiative to begin curating your own culturally responsive and inclusive curriculum collage. Thank you for listening. For questions or comments, please visit us on the web. Have a great day.